Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier We'll grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at qu- uh, questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Force Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforce network, our Twitter, at tforce network, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinity force podcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforce podcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we've begun. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 785 of the Trinity Force podcast. I'm your host N.A. Eric and we are back. We were off last week. Um, I've been dealing with some medical issues of my own, but I'm okay. Don't fret everyone. And uh, besides that, Worlds was happening, and we've been going consistently. We took a week off to rest. So now we're all back and refresh. I'm feeling better, and we have John and Fenrir here, the three of us, to talk about patch 12.20. I know you're probably expecting us to talk a bit about Worlds, but 
Uh, quarterfinals just happened, and I won't say what happened, so I don't spoil anything for anyone who hasn't watched. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking more about Worlds probably in the next podcast some, and then in the following one after that. But this is just going to be 1220 we're talking about here, because the newest patch just hit the rift. Uh, what, yesterday, guys, or today? I think it hit yesterday. Two days ago. Two, oh, days, two ago. days ago. Okay. Shows how long, because I opened my league uh, right before this to patch in, and shows how long it's been since I've been on. But yeah. Okay. Well, without further ado, um, let's not get into the patch yet and let's banter for a bit, guys. Fenrir, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Just been uh, working. We had the big weather change here recently, so we've been trying to get all the Monday and Tuesday. We were running around trying to blow out. Uh, irrigation system so they didn't like freeze up because it got pretty cold here blow out just, irrigation uh, systems let's you know uh, so i of course know what that means but let's just let's just explain that for our john john doesn't know what that means so let's explain that what tell john what that means uh so we just hook up an air compressor to a pipe and blow out all of the water out of the pipes oh okay gotcha so that like the pipes don't freeze yeah basically yeah. Okay. Do you not have uh, do you not have like heating systems set up to keep the pipes at certain temperatures or no? So it's actually not necessarily for the pipes, especially this early in the year. The ground isn't going to freeze. It's for the above ground backflows, which is what controls the movement of water through and like through the house or through the uh, like main water line into the irrigation system. Those are gotcha. above ground, so they're much more susceptible to the freezing temperatures. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, in up here in Minnesota and stuff, when I hear they like de dealing with that or keeping the water hot, they have to just turn on heaters around. Like there's heating around some of the pipes, or it's far enough in the ground where it's not going to freeze. Or I remember also in uh, when I was in middle school and high school, I lived in Georgia, and we had um, we had a pool in our backyard, and then once it got to like 36 degrees or so the pool or once like the air did then the water pump would turn on automatically and then keep the water running so that nothing froze so that nothing got blown out so that's what i was thinking about there but different situation okay cool how's uh league been for you man are you gotten your normal account up to where your smurf is at or no there's still uh still an imbalance there there's still quite an imbalance uh where i think we're gold two on the main i'm doing all right uh it's so much nicer now that engaged supports are back in the meta. I can play what I'm good at. So, gotcha. You get to be one dimensional and play your uh, engaged supports. I love it. Rider days are ahead. I can play yeah. the. I can play the. You know, like the enchantresses and stuff. But one, it's boring. And uh, two, it just like completely takes my agency out of the game. Like I don't feel like I have any control over the game. When you're I'm saying playing. you don't like when you're saying you don't like when we put <laughs> you on Yumi and Clash on Saturday? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my fault. I probably should have. I said it was OP, and it was not OP. So. Yeah. We also didn't expect the orange support to come out, and that was that was something else. That was the dark tech. <laughs> I blame John, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay. always the ADC's fault. <laughs> Of course it is, yeah. And then uh, the ADC blames everyone else. But eventually, it all boils down to it was my fault because I was the jungler. So I, yeah. I, I'll take full ownership for everything that possibly could have and did go wrong. That's well, it's like that solo queue I, game me and you played after Clash. And uh, I had that Kai'Sa AD carry, and she kept saying how bad I was. 
And then I just like yeah. roamed the map with you and we killed everybody on respawn. Yeah, yeah we did. And she was just like going in yeah. like 1v3 and dying yeah. and stuff. Like, what? Or just like overstaying. What the fuck are you doing, lady? Just like stop. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it was the support's fault for sure. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I yeah. played a, uh, a, pl- a game where it was a duo. They were playing together and their names were My Bot Laner is a Jerk and the support's name was My ADC is Terrible. <laughs> I love that. That's a healthy relationship right there. Yeah, exactly. God. That's something that I would create an alternate account to say, like, my mid laner sucks when I'm doing with my brother. That would be something I would do. That's sweet. Okay. John, how are you doing outside of playing that solo queue game? That specific one? How's everything going for you, man? Uh, Good. Uh, Pretty much normal. I had uh, one of my interviews for... Um, residency position and that went well I thought but uh, we don't hear back about all that stuff till early next year so okay are you looking at more than one place are you yeah interviews for more than one okay yeah that was uh just the second one but uh but yeah I had that this past Monday okay Gotcha. But other than that, yeah, I've been playing solo queue and just been grinding. Did you get back into Diamond yet? Yes, I did. Ooh, there we go. But, yeah, I mean, it took a couple tries in the promos. I mean, it was frustrating, for sure. And I got auto-filled a few times, which was really annoying. So let's see. Um, I'm updating on u.gg. You are in the top... Oh, almost in the top 2% on the ladder there. Come on. Got to get in the top 2%. You're only in top <laughs> Yeah, what, what am I doing? I know. God, you I'm suck. slacking. Seriously. I'm yeah, some of those, Some of the Graves games were really frustrating. But... Yeah. Overall, yeah, I also was, like, the victim of, like, I played a, one of the games where I played Graves. I was playing against Sin, and I was, like... This dude played so bad, like, his team just did everything for him, and then the next game I just play Lee Sin, <laughs> and then I won. I was like, all right, I should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, like, the knee-jerk reaction you always have when it's like, this is so OP because you got beat by it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Stuff's going decent for me. Uh, my back is feeling better. Uh, there's no structural damage through an X-ray or MRI. I found out, which is good, but the doctor does not know what's going on. So, um, yeah, basically, I'm just supposed to start phasing it back in activities, and if I continue, if symptoms come back, then I'll get something called an EMG, which I had never heard of. Sound? It doesn't. It doesn't sound as bad as it is, but it's like uh, it's they. They said that they would. And EMG is where they stick a couple needles in my leg and then send electrical pulses down to see how my muscles and my nerves react and stuff. That would be the next step if uh, if symptoms continue to be an issue. So, yeah. But and at then, least I don't have, like, a herniated disc or anything. That's good to know. True. And then the next step is that, you know, they do the next procedure. You become Charles Xavier from X-Men. No, I I have my beautiful <laughs> I have my beautiful locks. Like I don't want to be bald. Jeez, I guess well, you'd you, have to be in a wheelchair too. That would kind of suck. Yeah, then yeah. the young version. But the bald hair. thing is a bit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you could be a young Charles Xavier. 
let me see. Is there a <laughs> young Charles Xavier? That's yeah, what his name like is. The, right? It's like the X Men uh, future movie, not the future. It's like uh, oh yeah, yeah, of no, days no, past oh, or something like that. Yeah, X Men First Class. Is that it? Because apparently, I googled young Charles Xavier and James McAvoy came up. He's yeah. the guy who played. Uh, He's the got split hair eventually, dude. Yeah, he has. Some point. Okay, I mean, there you go. <laughs> Eric's like, okay, I could, I could do this now. He's a pretty good looking dude. I could do, I could deal with that. I could do worse. No, you, you just get the hair. Like, no, it's not the whole package. Oh, okay. Well, I, I want to keep my get everything. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my curly hair then. That's fine. Um, yeah, but league wise, I've been playing some more recently, and still just uh, haven't played too much ranked because I was getting. I hadn't played much because I was essentially bed-rested or bed-ridden. So I've been getting my sea legs back under me and stuff, and I've gone... I don't know, I've gotten a little bit of LP gain in solo queue, but overall just played some more flex, and I'm up to plat 2 in flex, and my flex is higher than my solo queue now. Um, I helped someone... I helped uh, one of the community, Endeavorite, get into diamond and flex. That was an ordeal. Getting diamond and flex, Jesus. We faced like three Masters ADCs in a row, and one guy who was Grandmaster last season as well, and just hasn't climbed all that much. And it was, it was a fucking slog, but we got him up there. But yeah, other than that, life's good. So let's uh, let's get into patch twelve point twenty. So this is the Halloween patch because right it says it's the spookiest patch of the year. So yeah. Um, there's not. We looked ahead of time. There's not any bug fixes that we think are important to tell you about. It's a couple of sound effects changes and then weird things like Fiora taking one true damage from Darius when she parries, that sort of thing. So there's not any important bug fixes there, really. So let's get into the first one. Uh, Aatrox, his passive healing is decreased. So the inevitable Aatrox nerf because of his... I don't think he has 100% pro play presence, but it's the closest to 100% at Worlds so far. Um, his healing is 100% of post-mitigation damage down to 80% of it. So he's going to heal less, but still going to heal a decent amount. Um, and it's still amplified with his ultimate and with his E ranks as well. He's still going to heal a lot. So it, this is a small tap. I don't think this does all that much, though. But what do you guys think about this change here? John, what do you think? I think it was, I mean, it needed to happen, like... He's been a menace on the rift for sure, but yeah, I mean, twenty percent, like you were saying. I mean, with his ultimate, kind of enhances his healing too. But I, I think it'll be, I mean, it'll hurt him for sure, especially with the clips thing. I guess hurt him a little bit too. So he's dropped one percentage point. Since the last patch, since twelve eighteen, he's dropped like two point two five percentage points overall. So there's that. Okay. I mean, I think he probably is in an okay place. I mean, I guess he'll have to see. I don't know. It's hard to say with his healing. He's never a champion. I think that should be at fifty percent because of the skill you need to hit the sweet spots and maneuver around with his E. If he's right now, he's hovering at like forty-eight point two six. We're only a few, couple days into the patch, but if he's around forty-five and a half, I think he's probably balanced for the people that are good with him mm-hmm. and they take the time to learn and actually manipulate and use your brain about how to hit the sweet spots, then it works. And those people who are like, ah, I'm top. I'll play Aatrox. It's not going to work at all. So I think that that's probably a 
He's probably pretty close to balanced right now, is my guess. But yeah. Um, I also noticed that uh, I haven't been on u.gg in a while, but they've added like recommended runes and stuff at the top here. And I also was like, ooh, have they added the Kane thing? They have. Kane has not touched this patch, but um, Kane is. Uh, why is this not working at all? This is weird. Uh, now they have specific stuff for red cane versus blue cane, which is very cool as well. So if you play cane or want to see that, go look up cane on u.gg and they have stuff now because Riot split out the data um, like six months or so ago and they've now built it in. So very cool. But yep. Uh, Fender, anything else to add on Aatrox? Uh, nope. He okay, is cool. still 100% though in pro play. Oh, wow. Okay. I just looked it up. There's a person that did something October 19th. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's move on to Akshan then. John, do you want to take Akshan for me? Yeah, sure. His E duration is increased. And by increased, they mean it's gone from three seconds to infinite whenever you hit like the sweet spot on a place like the turret where you can swing around and it looks wild. But, uh, but yeah, and there was a bug fixed fix some bugs that would cause Akshan to spin in place when using his E in certain locations. But, like, some of yeah. them were, I guess, like, kind of buggy was the issue. Like, some of those, like, the Nexus and, like, the turret sometimes, depending on, like, the distance you had on your E. But, I mean, it, there's a, a video that was released on it, and it's pretty funny. I mean, yeah, it's I'm wild. Playing it on the screen right, I'm playing it on the screen right now for people so they can see. It's, yeah, he goes forever. Which is, I don't know, I like it. It's kind of cool. There's We were talking about this change. There's not a lot of cases where he can infinitely swing around something unless it's a self-generated terrain, like how he's swinging around this tombstone here right now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, the other thing, we, like, we someone brought up, one of us brought up Trundle, but even Trundle Pillar, we looked it up, is six seconds. So you can swing around for six seconds, and then it stops after the terrain is gone. Like, if you're swinging around a turret and your team destroys the turret, you drop off it. So, like, it's, it's cool. I like it. It's not that crazy, though. But it's just cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fenrir, why don't you take uh, Blitzcrank? So his uh, base AD is going down from uh, 62 to 60. His attack speed grow. No, just base attack speed is going down as well. Uh, the shield amount is going from 30%. And then it's scaling from 15 to 45% of uh, maximum mana. And it's actually scaling 1 through 18. Finally, they decide to make it scale every level instead of just stopping at like level 15 like they like to do. Uh, the W overdrive, the damage to monsters, is going up later and staying the same early. Uh, the E power fist and powered auto damage is going from 200% total AD to 175%, so a little nerf there. And he now has a chance to uppercut monsters to the moon when overkilling them. Yeah, there was a bug about that, I think, and they what? just maybe put it in the game. Yeah, like, when he would kill them sometimes, mm -hmm. and he would power fist them, he would knock them up, and they would just fly up and as they died, and the body would just keep flying. That's hilarious. So they added that in, which is kind of cool. Yeah, like... I mean, who doesn't want to try that out? 
but imagine the spectator bugs this is going to bring in is what i immediately thought <laughs> yeah that is true that's hilarious um so i did uh, i looked i did a little bit of math just now while you were running those running through this and so the mana barrier is worse through level eight but once you hit level nine it's better so that's the break point of the passive being better now so level nine support you're reaching by mid game generally i would think maybe a little slower on blitz if you're roaming a lot but um jungle blitz you're gonna reach it pretty early on like second dragon for sure you'll have it'll be a better passive than before i think this makes you want to take uh fimble winter if you're jungling um, so you're saying the Blitz jungle builds of full crit or Hail of Blades with Nasher's Tooth and like Ludens and stuff are not what you want to be doing then? I mean, if you're if you're going for like the one shot build, then you could build like Muramana if you wanted to, or if you're going for like a tankier build. If you're going for the tankier build, you have to build uh, Fimble Winter, just because that mana increase to the shield i think just kind of makes him even that more tankier later into the game yeah that actually like what about yeah like a sunderer into uh or frostfire and thimble winter doesn't sound horrible i think you you would have to build it into like uh scrappier team comps like like if you're playing against a couple bruisers i mean if they're like pokey or they can disengage really easy i wouldn't recommend building the tank because you can only pull one person to you but if you're gonna do like extended trades extended fighting i could see the tank blitzcrank like you were talking about with the sunderer and then having that fimble winter shield makes him kind of hard to kill yeah I don't like Blitz jungle being... I mean, I don't I don't dislike it being a thing. I find it annoying that my teammates don't respect that he can... When we don't have vision in the dragon pit and he's taking dragon, that he can queue over and then, like, if he's building the one-shot, get one-shotted. Like, just just chill until someone can check the vision. Or has, like, a some sort of way to spell shield it or parry it or whatever. I think if they're going to cool keep concept. the Blitzcrank... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, it's just it's a cool concept and I like that it's there. Go ahead. If they're going to keep the Blitzcrank jungle, I would like to see a revert on the Q um, distance. Down to 1,200 from the 13 that they buffed it to? Yeah. That I makes think sense you, to me. I yeah. think you just get way too much power out of the jungle having that much range to hook somebody. Yeah, that is... Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Yeah. That's so far away, yeah. Yeah, I'd say... Yeah, yeah do that, and then... Uh, I don't know. Maybe also, yeah, do that and then nerf something else. Maybe nerf the the AP ratio on his Q to decrease, like to disincentivize that. But maybe then when you have your <coughs> R, the static lightning that comes down, maybe give that a bonus monster damage, like increase something like that. That would be interesting because they're saying that, like in the blurb of why they're doing this, Blitz jungle's not as strong as they'd like it to be. So if they want to do that, increase some of his clear speed, I think would be a good way to do that. While yeah. still not yeah. making support blitz so overbearing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is blitz jungle is good, but not for the reason of him clearing camps. He just permaganks, you know, and, and just exerts yeah. so much pressure that it really doesn't matter if he farms or not. 
And if he gets a couple kills and he gets ahead, he's like extremely difficult to deal with. Yeah, just because the base stats that he has and the yeah. insane amount of attack speed with his W and lethal tempo, if he goes that or Hail of Blades, it's, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, I just feel like on top of all that, it's just like, even if you are like super behind, like you still have your Q, you know? Like you can just still hit a like game winning Q after being like zero and six as Blitzcrank Jungle and it's like, oh, we just get Elder now or we just get Soul now. Yeah. And they can't do much because with all they've done, Blitz support has a 54% win rate right now on this patch. Oh my is, god. He's, yeah, fi well, 53.9, but essentially 54, right, if we round up. Unlike my Latin teacher in middle school who did not believe in Oh my believe god, in with a 12% so pick rate. What? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's insane. Well, so it should be noted that I don't think this 12% is 12% support. It's that he's in 12% of games, and when he's picked support he wins 54 percent of them oh no maybe not actually i changed the jungle and it's two yeah, he's two, yeah he's in yeah. 12 that's insane so yeah he's involved in like 45 percent of games 48 percent of games between jungle and support and then Jeez. banned a third of the time and still has a 54 percent win rate that's i would wild. say with that pick rate and ban rate he's closer to like 60 percent win rate like <laughs> realistically yeah i mean it's it's rare to see him get through and oh, the meta is also shifting in a way, like you were talking earlier, Fenrir, that engaged supports are getting better. So the meta is shifting in a way where it incent like support blitz is good, but then jungle blitz is even is also good because then you have that low econ engage too. Play Galio, people. Galio is good if you can play him for sure. There's so, like the Galio is simple his kit, but the mm -hmm. differences between a good and bad Galio are yeah. so big, it's unbelievable. He's yeah. my favorite blitzcrank no counter. He's your favorite what counter? Blitzcrank counter. Galio. Ah, okay. Because you, you, you want to get hooked by the Blitzcrank. And so when you get hooked, you just taunt the whole team. Isn't, uh... I know that, like, in support at least, like, Leona's a big counter as well, because then you pull him in, it's like, sweet! Thanks for giving me the ticket yep. in. Yep. Or a Mumu as well would be a good one to play into it, I think. I don't know, I'm trying to think of other ones. Like Malphite, not so much because he's going to hit his R and already go in anyways. I don't know. Yeah. All right, let's move on from Blitz. So uh, Elise. Um, John, do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, her human form Q range is being adjusted. Uh, the cast range was 625. And it's going to 575. And so the range detection of it it's also changing, so it used to be the edge of Elise to the center of the target hitbox. Now it's the center of Elise to the edge of the target hitbox, so the opposite of what it was before. But it seems like that's just like a quality of life thing, because uh, it was like, talks about how her uh, Q range was like slightly shorter than her auto range. So it'd be weird whenever like you would try to, um, like, Q auto someone or something. Like, you would kind of, like... Like, it just didn't, uh, like, feel clean, I guess. Apparently, that made a difference, because before, in the past several patches, her win rates hovered around 51.5. This patch, so far, it's 52.8. So it's gone up, up like, 1.3 percentage points, plat plus. With a pick rate staying the same. So that made a difference. 
Yeah, it seems like a just quality of life thing. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't need more damage. Yeah. I would be interested, honestly, if they like if they increased her, gave you like more resistances in spider form or something, so we could see like a tank Elise come out. That would be cool. But that also sounds like it'd be really toxic as well. Not trying to make a spider pun. I'd prefer tank Elise to tank Diana. Is what I will say. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So. I really like the. Uh, uh, the like direction that Riot's going with some of their changes where they're not really changing numbers or damages, they're just like quality of lifing champions. Like yeah. with the misfortune one, like they really didn't change a whole lot of her numbers, but just that slight change and making the champion feel better to play just like skyrockets the win rate. They did that like a couple of years ago or maybe last year with Ash when they made her Q activation like an auto attack reset. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make them feel so much better. Yeah. All right. Uh, Evelyn. So Q base damage to marked targets increased, and the W charm duration increased. So this Q change to me makes it so. Oh, okay. So the damage is up by the AP ratio is the same. It's just five flat damage, um, and that's per cast as well after the initial cast. So this is going to be an extra. 15 damage if you land all three on the mark target um, at all ranks, always. So, a little bit. It helps in early jungle clears and stuff. But her W, the charm duration, is up by 0.25 seconds at all ranks as well. Um, I don't know. I think that this helps her clear. Yes, the Q does. The W doesn't seem like it's all that much. The W already does like way more than people expect. Like It shreds like 35% of your magic resist, which is fucking ridiculous as well. But it's also not easy to land a full charge W if you're not flashing or the target isn't extremely overexposed, you know? So a lot of times like it's nice to use the W as like, a, oh, put it on, like if there's an Aphelios or whatever, oh, throw it down and this guy's going to be scared. Okay, oh shit, now I can't be attacking. It's like the mental factor a lot of the time for her. Um, but even so, like she's she's okay. She's not in the best spot since the durability changes really hurt her. She's just feeling okay, and this helps some. I don't really know what they could really do. I think there just needs to be meta shifts more for her to be better, because she's okay. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of John? What do you think about this change? Uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, I haven't played a whole lot of Evelyn. I. I feel like I don't play against it that often. Um, so I'm not really too sure, but I don't know. I mean, like you were saying, it seems like she just, like, if she's going to hit the W into the Q, like, she's going to kill them anyway, more than likely. Like, it, I don't think that really changes much as far as, like, I don't know. Maybe it makes a difference, you know, if they're, like, the first at the beginning or like if they're like you know if it would have left them at 50 hp before like it just kills them now but i don't know i i tend to think that it would have she just would kill people anyway because she kind of overkills people most of the time she really does overkill people yeah i don't know like i'm just i've played evelyn a good bit like i have her at mastery seven and i have like 70 or 60 80,000 mastery on her so like i can speak to her some and it just doesn't feel like when i've 
play her every once in a while now. It doesn't feel like the meta's all that good. Durability patch hurt her, and then last year she wasn't. She hasn't been that good. I don't think since like season ten. Season ten, she was monstrous if you could play her. Now, I mean, like I'm looking at her win rates. It's fifty one point six or so with. So it's it's decently high, with a five percent pick rate. But I just don't. She's not. She's so weak until she hits level six. And a lot of the times now, junglers need to be able to not necessarily like we're not in like the Lee Sin early game Xin Zhao Graves sort of meta that we were several years ago, right? But she has so little impact early; it's worse than Karthus. I'd honestly say she might be the worst early game jungler in the game. That she needs she needs time and she needs a little bit of gold to get online. That it's it's like you're putting your team at such a disadvantage unless you have three winning lanes or at least two winning lanes there. It's like with Karthus, like if you're good at hitting the Qs, you're still going to do damage even if you're like level, you know, five. But like with her, you know, even if like a level three Eve is like, you have to be so selective with the ganks because like if you have a bad gank at level three as Eve, it's like against like a meta jungler, it's kind of just game over for you. Like you're going to be behind. Yeah, and I'm thinking like other junglers that need six to really operate. Like Karthus is one, Nocturne is yeah. one, but Nocturne has good early dueling. As yeah, well you can't fight him. No, but, uh... Trun uh, Trundle's a lot stronger at six, but he's also the king of early. Lee Sin gets stronger at six significantly, but he's also very good early. I think there's just um, like way there's stuff in the meta that is just like does her job way better, basically. Yeah, just as good, if you want to be. Yeah. Oh, agreed. If you want to be doing, like, a, if you want an AP assassin to nuke people, play Diana full AP in the jungle. That's yeah. much better, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's probably not her best build, Diana. She probably should be going that really toxic bruiser build. But you could play it full AP or play Echo, and you're going to be doing more and be more relevant early. Yeah. Also, Evelyn's so unique, and you offer, like, no, unless you're getting picks, it's you're not offering things to your team. You can't just like walk into a team fight with your team, right? Whereas with these other champions, you can. Yeah, I think Echo's like a good example of that too. Like, I would much rather play Echo than uh than Eve, personally. Yeah. It feels like she kind of scales with Elo. The higher you get, because I feel like your team kind of needs to play around her a little bit more than a lot of junglers. Yeah, so it's, I think, I agree with you, but it's also, she she scales with ELO, but also people understand how to play against yeah. weaker early junglers more with ELO, so it's more, you're consistently more average lower down, but you're con it's consistently more coin flippy the higher you go, I think, because you might meet a jungler who might pick something that can invade you and absolutely yeah. demolish you, mm -hmm. like JDG did at in uh in in some of their games um in recent times here right uh to do some early game stuff um but uh shit i'm gonna have to cut that okay i'll tell lance for the timestamp like 32 50 or so okay let me write that down fuck i didn't want to do any spoilers my bad um but uh yeah but overall like you you need to be able to um you can you can counter jungle her but you can also 
like that that happens more at higher elos like when you're playing when i'm playing in like silver or gold games or whatever when i'm playing in community nights like people don't people don't really start on other people's buffs they don't counter gank they don't counter jungle early it happens more once you hit like you know second or third back yeah okay i'll try and take someone's chickens or someone's wolves or something sure but other than that they're not really trying to like split the map they're not trying to hunt you in your jungle that doesn't happen whereas that happens more higher elo so it's it's a lot more coin flippy and that's something that really sucks with evelyn if she gets behind you are useless yeah for sure definitely yeah it feels so bad it does so i don't like the charm duration increase though yeah, that's that's gonna be one of those buffs that when she comes back in and be and is really strong, they're gonna have to re-nerf that. I wish they would that's make all... it to where I'm okay with these numbers if she lands the Q skill shot, but if she hits you with the W, it should be halved. Um, the click on, or not the W, the E. Would... Sorry, the the E, the E, the click on, like where she jumps and like smacks you. So you're saying if the charm is about to act like if it's you're ready to be charmed and then you E them, then they should get a half-duration charm? Yeah, because yeah. I hate that you dodge the Q, but she just, uh, like, uh, blue yeah, smites the you, and then E's, e, yeah. and then she she still gets the full charm duration. And the yeah, damage. that is super annoying. Well, but you can also, like, I, I get that, but Eve can also just throw her Q if you miss it, then you still have the additional three hate spikes to that'll that'll auto target to be able to proc that W. Yeah, I just I guess I should say anything that's not the skill shot should not be full duration on the charm. That's a little bit of like my personal that's my personal frustration with her. I mean I know it's not like you don't see her very often, but I hate it when you dodge the Q but she still just hits you with some click ons and you're still CC'd for two seconds. Yeah, I I'd be fine with that. That seems like fine. That's these are some. That's like a change that Riot's gone with several other champions when it's, um, you know, they're increasing the skill ceiling and not really touching the skill floor all that much. That that makes sense to me. I like that. All right, um, let's talk Gwen Fenrir. Why don't you take Gwen for us? Uh, so her Q base damage is being increased. So the damage per snip is uh. So the base damages are is going up late, but down early. Well, wait a second. It's not down early. It's only increased late. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was misreading. So yeah, the base damages increase late, and then uh, the final snip, which is what when she has the full stack. Is that what that is? I don't. I don't know if it's the full stack or if it's just always the last one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So it's going... The base damage is going up at all ranks except for the first rank. Yeah, I didn't even know that her last snip did more damage than the others. Was that one of the recent changes they did when they did, like, that mini rescope or whatever on her? No, I think it's always done it. Because now that I'm thinking, like, uh, the the last animation for the her Q is always, like, a little bit more snippy, I guess is what you could say. Yeah, like that I'm is just true. Picture, I'm picturing the sound in my head of like when she has like two or three stacks, and the last one just sounds snippier. Yeah, I guess it sounds different. I yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I think this well, is a when... little bit scary. I was just gonna say about the win rate, and then you can go. Uh, yeah. Gwen has gone up by one percentage point, and her pick rate has doubled. Um, still early in the patch, though. But what were you gonna say? I think we're going to see her back in the meta a little bit more because 
she is like really good into tanks. They just like can't touch her. She bullies them in lane, and then she just like hits this point that's like two items where you just cannot match her in a side lane. But the difference between like her and Fiora and other like side lane split pushers is when it comes to team fighting, Gwen is really good at team fighting. She loves just scrappy brawls where she can hit the entire team with her Q and then her ultimate. Yeah. And that's what's happening a lot in like worlds and in solo yeah. queue and stuff. Yeah, that totally makes sense to me. Cool. Anything else to add on Gwen John or should we move on? I think like I mean, yeah, I definitely think she's like a top laner to like watch for like preseason too, because like that along with just the uh like changes they're doing the top lane where like they're the XP, like she's gonna hit her spikes like this is buffing her mid game it seems like a little bit and i mean that the thing with the xp is just gonna help her get there even faster so it's like i mean i think this is it's gonna be a pretty good environment for her definitely has potential yeah and especially because her q which there is the main thing they're it's what they're touching once at level five and i think this is her first max is a 3.5 second cooldown before any Ability haste. So you're going to get that to two and a half, probably, once you're two, three items or so, or like 2.75. So then she's doing auto, 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 Q, auto, 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 Q. And that's that's scary. Yeah. Well, keep a watch out for Gwen, folks. All right. Um, Jace. So I'll take this one. Jace's W mana restore is increased. It's up uh, by four at all ranks. And that's when he's in melee form and he autos stuff. He gets mana back per auto. And then his R bonus magic resist and armor now scales with bonus AD. I honestly did not know when he was in... Uh, I didn't know that he gained bonus armor and MR. I had no idea, but now he... It's the same flat, but now he has a 7.5% bonus AD ratio, so um, lethality and other high AD Jace builds are going to get you more resistances per rank in your R now. Um, this sounds scary to me, because Jace is already very good in the hands of a capable player, and even on people who are you know, newer to Jason still, they can do a good amount of damage, and his combos aren't all that complicated. It's mixing it all together and pressuring your lane pressure, right? That's what's really hard with him. But the mana restore is pretty big, at, but this bonus armor and MR is nasty because that's a lot of flat resistances he gets. Yeah, I guess for free. Yeah. It has a decent AD ratio as well, so like he's just going to be getting... And with the durability update that happened mid-season, he's just a lot tankier. Could we see a build where Jace goes, like, bruisery? Is that a world where that could happen? Like, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking... Um, Black Cleaver, Eclipse, sure. Eclipse, Frozen Heart. Into some teams, then, yeah, that would be so annoying. Yeah, and then uh, also mana immune then in that as well, because then you're getting so much mana in AD. Eclipse, mana immune, frozen heart. Because he hits, he takes first strike most of the time, he hits his items pretty hard, and he's getting, by mid-game, he's usually getting three items if the Jace knows what he's doing. So once you hit that, then you go into Cyrilla's Grudge, and 
other things like that. But uh, Black Cleaver, yeah, would be good. Maw would be good, depending on that. I don't know how high Jace's base ADs are, but Titanic Hydra as well could be good. Um, imagine him with like Lethal Tempo, perhaps. I, maybe I'm getting a little troll here, but I'm thinking there could be a world where there's a Bruiser Jace build. I mean, he would be impossible to kill. <laughs> it would yeah. be so obnoxious for like someone who builds attack speed like top. Like if you had to play against like a a vein top or something like that, you just build frozen heart, eclipse frozen heart or something. I think the so only problem with that is like all his abilities do bonus AD damage, so you'd have yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. Probably like not unless you're like super ahead. So you'd have to you build just, a bunch yeah. of like uh, AD. I mean, like Sterix, Black Cleaver. Yeah, that seems like kind of insane that he can just like, all right, I'm Jace, I'm just going to build a ton of AD anyway, so now I'm just getting like stats on top of building full lethality, basically. Yeah, the only, I mean, like I remember they gutted, I, I didn't know that there were many champions that got free bonus armor and MR. The only one I could think of that used to exist was Jarvan used to get free armor with levels in his E as well, but they removed that, so now it's just attack speed there. But I don't... There's not a lot of champions I can think of that just get free armor in MR. Unconditionally. Like, Malphite has it up when he has... And Sejuani, when they have their passives up. But when their passives drop, then it goes down. Malphite has a little bit on his W, but again, you have to put... Or on his E, but you have to put... No, it's W, sorry. But then you have to put points into the Thunderclap. So I don't... I don't know. I don't really like this. Yeah, there's, like, no really, like, consideration as to whether, yeah, to, like, level something... I suppose something else. No. Yeah. I wonder how they decided on like seven and a half percent. Like that kind of seems like a lot, especially since that's all he's building is AD. I bet they threw out ten, and then they were like, "This is too much," and then went to five and thought it was a little underwhelming because yeah. people wouldn't care that much, and they're like, "All right, let's split the difference." That's my guess. Yeah, I guess they're it's also like... preseason at the almost preseason at this point. This isn't going to affect pro play. So this only really impacts like higher elo because lower elo players don't really play Jace all yeah, that much, true. or if they do, they don't play him that well. So then they're like, okay, we can sandbox this and get this right for uh, patch twelve one or twelve four or thirteen one or thirteen four whenever pro play starts up. And I guess like too, it's like from I guess their point of view, it's like better to release something like this like very slightly like strong rather than like not like underwhelming because then people are just going to be like oh, i mean i'm not going to play it you know like they're just not going to play it like you should um, get sample size i guess you're only getting this when you transform to your hammer yeah right i was oh, i was confused i, I was, was confused at the because the picture shows the cannon oh, yeah the gun yeah but you're only getting this when you switch to hammer form yeah. I did not know that. I feel like that okay. makes sense, though. I mean, I had to go to the wiki to make it make sense because they have it properly listed out. Yeah, I also so that's, didn't. That's that's better. Go ahead. I also didn't put it together that he's getting thirty-five plus seven and a half percent of his bonus AD. Yeah. I like, didn't. I didn't put that together. So yeah, that's that that's seems a like a lot. <laughs> yeah, and max rank, like he's gonna be so tanky just from that. Like he's just gonna go in with his hammer form, and I mean, he's gonna have like fifty free armor. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be nasty. 
So welcome a uh, a higher elo and more skill intensive version of Graves. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Um, his with this his win rate went up roughly two percentage points with this change, and his pick rate doubled. So, it's a good change. It's a yeah. strong change then. Now he's at like forty nine and a half or so, forty nine point three six as of this point in the patch. Again, still kind of early in the patch, but this seems like it's a little strong because then if, I'm guessing once people start to play this more and when new items come through, if it favors this sort of, if people can play Jace well, then in what D two plus or Challenger or whatever, it's going to be a lot better. Alrighty, uh, John, you were talking about Kennen before the podcast, so why don't you go oh, yeah. Kennen for us, sir? Yeah, he is getting his E bonus attack speed adjusted. So it looks like on his E, after ending his E, his bonus attack speed buff will now allow him to surpass the 2.5 attack speed limit. So it looks like he's just going to be like throwing those things out like nobody's business, the shirkins. That seems kind of scary, because he's already, like, uh, like he just seems so oppressive in lane already. Like, that's just going to be, I don't know. What's his, like, what is his win rate? 48%. Because it, uh, uh, it went look. up. It, it, it's gone up 0.5%. Okay, I mean. But I people are still not... building Rocket Belt, so I bet if people switch to a, uh, what's the attack speed rune? That makes you attack really fast. Lethal tempo. Lethal, lethal tempo. tempo. If you switch to a lethal tempo like Nasher's Tooth Riftmaker and go like this on hit Kennen, I bet you his win rate probably be a little I, bit higher. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Although I would say, yeah, lethal tempo with or not lethal tempo. Sorry, first strike generally. Although maybe electrocute depending on the matchup, but first strike farms so much gold. Yeah, Nasher's into Riftmaker sounds good or. They could honestly go like a split push style Nashers into uh, Frostfire Gauntlet into Hullbreaker. Oh man! <laughs> Ew. I see you're both cringing. I see you're I... both cringing. Is that because it's a bad idea, or because you don't want to see that? I just don't want to see it. I hate it where or... your brain goes. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> I don't know why my brain went there, but I feel like that's actually that could be pretty good. What are Kennen's like? Uh, what are his AD scalings? Does he scale with AD at all? Yeah, I was yeah, actually his W. His W does, and his his Q does not. Uh, his W does, and his E does not. His R doesn't. It's just the W. The W has like an eighty. It's a lot. Yeah. What? Okay. It's literally okay. yeah. At I got eighty percent. Oh, did I get it right? Oh. Yes, his first level eighty percent, and. The, 90, 100, 110, 120. That is insane, actually. Yeah. So you could actually. But that's go... the only thing with AD, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go Lethal Tempo, and then go Nashers into Kraken Slayer into Rage Blade. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. No. Because then your, if your auto that, attacks no. will stack your E. I get that, but no. Uh, no. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna go like Nash, if you're gonna go attack speed. Top laner, <laughs> AP and and crit mixed or AP on hit mixed. Play Nico. It's better than yeah. Kennen. It, yeah, that is pretty. It's pretty fun, honestly, too. Yeah, but if you want to go this, I I want to. I kind of want to try this after this game. So yeah, Na Nasher's Frostfire Hullbreaker Kennen. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it like that would just be so obnoxious. 
You have to go the swamp cannon skin though, because you're just the I dirtiest I of dirty. Oh my goodness! <laughs> just gross. <laughs> Jesus. Master it's Yoda coming out the woodworks, ready to do it. Yeah, I'm ready. Oh my god! Okay. I hate you. That's well, I will report back then to <laughs> on how this is. I'm gonna try this for a few games and see how it is. I hope you play against a Darius and get ran over. Yeah, you just get absolutely <laughs> fucking stomped on. Yeah, Darius is. You know, you know what? Hail of Blades would be better for early Probably. control with Nashers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just feel like it's right. if you do if you have Kraken, it's just so oppressive because like I feel like he autos you so much anyway. Yeah, he does. But then you're wasting ratios on the rest of like his yeah. Q does some good base damage. His E doesn't do that much damage, and if you don't have AP, his R doesn't do very much damage either. It's not like Nico where her Q does good base damage, her E has a good root, and her R does damage and provides you a shield even if you have no or hardly any AP. Yeah, that's true. He's more he, AP conditional, so you kind of have to AP off tank him if you want to do this shit. Can he auto attack while ulting, or is he like locked out? No, he can auto while he's ulting. He cannot auto while he's Eing. Yeah, it's okay. after his E end. Right? So yeah, you ult. You're not even using it. You're using it for the CC. You build Ruinans, GG. Well, Ruinans, yes, Titanic but... Hydra. Add that to your build. <laughs> uh, I wonder, does Ruinans work with the fifth? W auto, um, whatever that empowered shuriken is, when you pass, throw an extra, throw a charge off, and it does the eighty percent damage, whatever. I wonder if that works with hurricane. Practice tool, you go. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, next week I'm gonna try. I'm honestly gonna try this, and next week I'll report back if I was able to make it succeed or not. So. Um, next one, uh, Maokai, uh, Fenrir, you want to take this one? Uh, sure, I'll deal with the tree. So, passive healing based on maximum health decreased, and then R cooldown increased late. So the passive sap magic, sap magic, I always struggle when we're saying that. Healing based on maximum health is, uh, 4.5%, 12%, and now it's going to 4% to 10%, so... Pretty good little nerf there. He definitely needs it. And then the ultimate is just getting a cooldown after level 1 increase. Which definitely needed. It's way too uh, impactful of an ability to be on an 80 second cooldown. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I think this makes sense. I Maokai is strong and he's pretty simple to play mechanically. He just kind of sits there as a tree, and you can't really uproot the tree very easily. And he's all over the place in pro play as well, so I get it. Yeah. Not much more to say there. Then we got Ramus. All right. I will take Ramus, since he is my highest mastery champion. Um, his W self-slow is removed, and the R dash speed is increased. So you used to slow yourself by 30% when you were using the defensive ball curl, and now that's gone. But and his dash speed is slightly faster. It's one hundred and ten percent of move speed as opposed to one hundred and five. So, um, I'll talk about the W in a second. But first off, that R dash speed I don't think will affect the distance that you can dash because that's based on your move speed as well. This is just how fast you're dashing within however far you're using it, which is important because if you could dash further, that would be very big. But it's still just the just the speed at which you dash, which is 
good, cool, but that doesn't really do anything. 105% to 110% of move speed. When you're moving that fast, doesn't make that much of a difference. Whatever. Um, Are you but saying the self just slow like, gone, his, like his missile speed, kind of? Like it's, him it's being a, the missile? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, him being the missile, yeah. It's a it's a slight increase to hit how fast he's going. It's like if, you know, what we were just talking about Maokai, if he moved slightly faster in his W. Who cares? Yeah. It doesn't move. Good. It doesn't change all that much. Um, if it was like 140% instead of 105, yeah, bigger deal. But 5 percentage point, whatever. Um, and the, but the, the self-slow removed, big deal for kiting out jungle camps. Um, big deal as well for top lane Ramus, which the Baos has been playing and is like you're, I've seen it some pop up. Um, big deal for in fights, you're able to weave in more autos because when you have your E active... Or when you when you taunt someone, you get I think it scales up to like 130% bonus attack speed, and while you have any other ability going, it continually refreshes the duration of your taunt attack speed. So and then with every auto, you increase the duration of your defensive ball curl. So you're able to actually catch up to people and keep up with them and auto them down and keep this, you know, insane tanky stats that you get because it goes up to like 70% bonus armor and mr it's absurd how much resist how many resistances he gets that being said i don't think he's going to still be that much better because he's still conditional you need to be facing things that don't have a lot a, a shit ton of peel and um a lot of ad as well yes that works sometimes in the meta but there's a lot of control mages around so ramus isn't that great into them yes he can gank them easily but other than that like they're not gonna he's not gonna do that much damage to them with engaged supports, it's slightly better than it's better than enchanters, but that's fine. And and the bruisers in top lane are not that auto heavy. It's the the caster style Riven, Gragas is around, uh, Aatrox is everywhere as we've been saying. Darius, Garen, you don't do that much damage to them, and he's 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 in a good spot. This helps some, but he's not. I don't think he's fucking busted or anything. So yeah, that's my spiel on Ramus. Like champs like. Janna and uh, like Zillion just like make him look just useless, like or like Trundle, like Trundle yeah, counters Trundle him so hard, so like it's unplayable nasty. for him. I will say his pick rate doubled and his win rate went up three and a half per, or yeah. three percentage points essentially. But I think it also it fits some with the meta and some other shit that he couldn't deal with, like Maokai got nerfed and. Uh, he couldn't deal with Aatrox all that well. Aatrox got nerfed. Like we're looking at other things. He, sets getting nerfed is, or sets getting changed as well. So like the things he can't deal with are getting changed as well. And Morgana's not very popular. Janna's not very popular. Those are the big things where it's like you can't do anything against them. I guess like I don't know. Like what is a uh, so like the first thing they say is like a bug fix in twelve nineteen. Taramis's W resulted in a sizable nerf. What? Like, what I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think it was something to do with. Uh, I'll look right now. Um, I think it was something to do with how damage was being calculated, so that would change how some of that works. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. Let me look. Yeah, because I didn't even this. know that that was a thing. But also, like, I guess I'm. Like, I guess the idea to me with his W is like with the self slow. There's like he gets a ton of defenses with the his w toggle but like i guess i don't see like the con now to using it like 
I feel like it should still have at least some slow, even if it's like 15% or something. Because then it's like there's no... Like, why are you... Why would you just not keep it up 100% of the time? Like, that you can, you know? It does have a... I think it's a flat 6 second cooldown as well, so you can't use it in that... Maybe it's 8. I don't see in patch 12.19, I'm looking at the notes, there's no note about it. So it's a... It must have been a hot fix or something else that wasn't noted Okay. Um, in there. But, yeah, so if they change some of the way that it was calculated, then I get that they need to make this change. Um, but I guess... If I look at 12.18 and 12.20, are his, his win rates are essentially the same so far. So uh, with the pick rate increase as well, and it's roughly the same... Um, I don't know. So he obviously, with whatever they changed in 12-19, got significantly worse, and then now he's better. Yeah, it seems like that's, like you were saying, for his kiting is going to be nice. But I guess, like, in my mind, it seems like, you know, he's just going to do the same thing he always does. You know, he's just going to Q, E, W. And so, like, I don't know, that, it doesn't seem like it matters in terms of, like, just his full combo in, like, a team fight or, like, a gank or something like that. But, yeah, for the the jungle camps is actually really nice because then he can like actually kite the camps much more easily. Yeah, you can walk over. You can actually start to you know smite a camp and walk towards it more as opposed to like you were you were really slow. Yeah. And he also has low base movement speed, which he needs to have because of his Q. But like he, you really slow. So you basically you use a W, you kill the camp, and then you get you either get rid of your W or walk. Uh, or it's expired, and you're moving on to the next camp. So this is this is nice for jungle Ramus. Yeah, for sure. Well, the but bug yeah. fix was his W is no longer recursive with itself. Like the armor growth I that he would... Or like the... So when he activates W, right, he gets armor? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it was... The W was interacting with the W. Oh, so he was getting like thir- like additional percentage... And then that yeah. percentage was also getting amplified on top of the amplification he got. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why yeah, you were seeing a Ramus with like nine hundred armor, you oh know, my God, with yeah. thorn mail and a couple other armor items. Oh, those days are gone. So sad. Well, that's what the Reddit post says by a uh, Ramus one okay. trick. Okay. Cool. Well, that's good to know. Oh, Reddit. Okay. All right. Uh, done with Ramus. Let's talk set. Fenrir, you want to take set for us? Yeah, I love this champion. So his base magic resist is decreased, and then passive health regen decreased early, and then his right punch AD ratio is increased. So the base stats is uh, 32 to 28 on the uh, magic resist, and then the health regen per 5% per 5% of missing health is going down at the first rank, and then it scales back to what it was originally. And then the right punch Does, is going uh, from 50 to 55% bonus AD. Okay. So I'm just looking win rate wise in top lane he dropped um like one and a half percentage points and uh I didn't actually know that his punches were different. I thought they were both just strong autos. I didn't realize the right punch was stronger than the left one. The right punch does more damage, the left one attacks faster. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. And uh, this, in... I, I think this was for, this is mainly a mid lane nerf. Me and John were talking about it. I don't really mm-hmm. think it's a nerf. Yeah, I think he's, like, 
yeah, we were saying, like, I mean, if you're playing against, like, Silas or, like, a melee assassin mid, AD assassin, like, I mean, Seth's still going to just, like, crush them, I think. Because you, yeah, you weren't picking did, him to play lost... against, like, a... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, he lost three and a half percentage points off of this in mid lane specifically. Oh, in top, he lost some as well. Um, and then in support, he is stronger. He gained one and a half percentage points, apparently. Pick rate exactly the same. I think it made the bad sets worse in mid lane because I think he was kind of one of those picks that you could just pick and play. But the reasoning behind why I say I don't think it's necessarily a nerf is set wants to fight you. And I know it might sound counterintuitive, but the more damage you can do to him is actually not necessarily what you want to do, especially if you're in his face because he can stack his grit faster. Because one of the problems I have when I play set is if you're not playing against somebody that like fights you and stays in your face, it's hard to get that grit bar to stay at a point to where you actually want to use your W. And him just taking that much more damage makes it to where you can hit that you know, six sweet spot even earlier into the game, especially if you're playing against like Silas or Diana or other AP mage, kind of like meleeers. Because you're not picking set into like Azir, Victor... Zoe, these champs, that can, like, poke you. You're just picking them into the ones that want to sit there and fight you. So here's a funky change I just thought of. What if they increase the cast speed of his W with attack speed? Why, though? Like, the increase? So if he has more attack speed, it goes up? It yeah, goes faster. faster. Oh, so increasing I the... Mean... Speed in which it comes out is what you're saying. Right, okay, so okay. decrease the cast time. Yeah, yeah sorry, I, I worded you. that poorly, yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I feel like that'd be OP. I mean, it would, kind of, but the W damage is better with HP than it is damage. Yeah, because it has a max health uh, ratio on it as well. So it has a good then... bonus damage. It's like 25% bonus damage, but the the max health ratio on it is huge. But then also it's like the true damage on the, yeah, the uh, yeah. I it guess does it would 50% be like max health, I think. Okay. But imagine if it was like max health. A, imagine instead of like the hoo ha, it was like ha ha with just like you know a ton of attack speed. It just boom came out real it's fast. Like the, you didn't have time like to dodge it. Ultra instinct coming on me, ha, not the yeah. super yeah. saiyan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want yeah, also I think that would just in so bad. Yeah, I think it would just look funny, too, like him just having insane attack speed. Like, imagine set with just, like, three attack speed. I've seen it. Uh, Azaku plays crit. Yeah, tempo. Uh, I've seen him play crit uh, lethal hilarious. tempo at yeah. top as well. It's it's funny to watch. Yeah. So. Cool. Anything else with set, or should uh, we move on? Let's move on. Onward. Kong. Okay. John, you want to take Wukong then? Yeah, Wukong. His R-AD ratio is increased. I think that is personally kind of gross, but I don't know. I guess so they're doing the physical damage per cast is going from um, they're just changing the scaling on the AD from 220 
percent of his AD to 275%. I mean, I guess, like, just, like, my thought right off the bat is, like, I don't know. Like, he can already cast his R twice, and it's, like, you can knock up an entire team with it. So, like, I don't know. I think this is pretty, like, it... I don't know that I that he needed a buff like this, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like a so, good bit too, like because it's not bonus; it's just his AD, so it's an extra fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, and um, what you're saying is supported in stats. His jungle win rate increased by three, uh, like a little less, about three percentage points. So he was 47, now he's 50.6, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Which is, that's big. Yeah. I'd say he's, he, he was underpowered before. He wasn't that strong in jungle. In top lane, his win rate changed. Uh, it went down because his pick rate has increased, so he's about the same in top, and he doesn't have enough data for other roles. But, like, he's, he's better overall, of course. That's a buff. But it doesn't do that much, because when are you getting a ton of AD on Wukong, right? You're building... Sunderer or Triforce, and then you're building a Bruiser item and another. You're just building Bruiser items. You're not building Lethality. If you're building Lethality and going like mid lane or something like that, then yeah, this is gonna fucking hit hard. But other than that, I don't think it really yeah. does that much. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I just like because they say like right now his damage output is actually greater if he ends his ult before it times out, which feels pretty bad. But like. I feel like the point of Wukong old is like you're CCing their entire team with two casts of your R, not like I'm going to CC them and then also do like a ton of damage. Like, I don't know. It seems like there's not really too much like, like there's not a ton of counterplay to his old either unless you have like Zanyas or something. Because even if he, like you have a dash, I mean, he's got two dashes. So I don't personally like the direction of this, but like, yeah, I think he was a little weak. I just don't know that this was the right way to go about it, in my opinion. I, but I think if they wanted to do this, they don't change any numbers. They just decrease the amount of time he spins for. I would like that better. Because then they, they're doing the same damage. You're just doing it over a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So then you can still pop out and do damage, and you're spinning, just not spinning as long on each cast. Yeah. So it's going to be more bursty. That's what they're looking for. I would here, be obviously. okay with that, yeah. Put me on the balance team. Yeah, hire them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fender, anything for Wukong? Nope. All righty. Let's do Ziggs then. So Ziggs, his Q base damage is increased. This is disgusting. Yeah. His Q is going up by 10 flat damage, nothing else. But this is like arguably the most spammable ability in the game. That he's just going to be constantly throwing bombs that do 10 more damage. So, oh uh, god, this is... Like, a good Ziggs is really scary. Uh, this is I don't like this change at all. Yeah, it does seem scary. Yep, mid lane, he was 50% win rate last patch. And now he's 51.5. Uh, bot lane, he was 51, he's 51.9. Now he was 50.8. So over, up, up one percentage point in each of his respective roles that he's played. Yeah, that's nuts. 
Ew. U.GG recommends Scorch. Why are people taking Scorch on Ziggs? No. Take Gathering Storm, people. Don't take Scorch. It's a bad rune unless you're like an AP poke mage in support role. And even then. Didn't they buff Scorch? They did buff Scorch, but it's still yeah, I don't not like it. better than Gathering Storm. Yeah, I agree. It's better than it was before, but once you hit 10 minutes, it's worse. Yeah. And every game goes longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I always think it should go longer than 10. Yeah, I always, I al almost always, except for from playing AP Jarvan support, because with Scorch uh, and every and Airy, um, the flag does a little over 100 damage at level 1. Which is stupid. But other than that, I take, I always take Gathering Storm. So. Alright, um, there are. A few item changes and some and lethal tempos getting some changes as well. So let's uh, let's talk demonic embrace. It is getting nerfed. Um, well, kind of nerf. It's an adjustment they say, but I would say it's a nerf overall. So its cost is still the same, build path the same, health down by a hundred flat, AP up by ten, and the range burn damage per tick. It, it was one point or one percent max health. Now it's 0.8 percent max health. Um, so it's less good for ranged people. It's less tanky. It does more. It's more AP though. So you're gonna do more damage if you're in melee form. Overall, um, I like this. They say they're doing this to make it so that demonic embrace doesn't function as a the only AP item that you splash in amongst tank. They're saying specifically Zack, Amumu, and Udir. Those are all heavy abusers of this, but they're not talking about Diana. They're not thinking of uh, shit. Who are other people that build this? Mm, I just feel like yeah, Diana is like exhibit A of like using this. Um, hmm. I've seen Sejuani's build it sometimes. Any tank uh, that builds Sunfire that has AP ratios builds this item. Yeah. Yeah. Full tank. Full tank Nautilus. Even though I don't build it on my full health Nautilus, but other full tank Nautilus can use that very well there's a lot of different characters like you said fender anyone that fits that criteria i guess like if the one thing i don't necessarily understand is like if their intention is to like i guess nerf the item like why are they only they're lowering the health by 100 but then increasing the ap by 10 but then only reducing the burn damage by 0.2 percent but like I mean, I mean, they're increasing the AP on it by 10, too. So it's like, I mean, that factors what into I that burn damage. What I think they're aiming for is so that Silas builds this. Yeah. That's what I think would be the, the benchmark of this item should be built by Silas. It's meant to be built. The, the, this item should be built by AP, like, you know, heavy bruisers. And Silas fits that exactly. Yet it's not a Silas item. So it's not an AP heavy bruiser item, right? So that's what I think they're trying to aim for, is make this an item that Silas would build, then other characters that fit that mold, like a tank Maokai, or AP tank Maokai, or something like that, would also build this. Okay. Also, by lowering that's the health, they're thinking. effectively lowering the AP that you're getting from it. Yeah, that's true. Because it has the, like the, benefit has like the, the passive. health to AP passive, the Vladimir passive. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Vlad could build this now. Yeah. I mean, you get a little more AP. I mean, yeah, he probably I guess, wouldn't. You're right. But. Yeah, he wants to build those other things. 
Hell did Vlad build this before? I feel like he should have been. I don't think Sun, he did. Sunfire Demonic Vlad. That sounds like fun to play against. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, really. Good lord. Well, now I'm not going to put this in my uh, my top lane Toxic Cannon build. <laughs> yeah, your to Toxic top lane picks. You could do uh, Tank Vladimir. Just build the six most like annoying items you could think of. Yeah, play with like Cannon. Tank Echo, the Attack Speed Cannon. <laughs> Give me Zerat Portal back. <laughs> I'd like a banner of command, please, to rush can first I have item an on, on Karma mid. Can I get a? Can I build banner of command first? Thank you. What a time to be alive that was. <laughs> yep. If anyone doesn't know, what we're talking about. Uh, I think Exil uh, has a video. If you guys know who he is, where he talks all about that. Um, or just look up what old banner of command did, and then think, look at it for. They were building like. They would just rush it first time, and people would. It would be so bad that remember people would take uh, minion demats and hold on to it until banner of minions, and then you could just instantly execute them. Oh man! Imagine if that was in the game when. Uh, oh, what was that? Uh, there was a summoner spell that like made your minions stronger. Fortify was turret. Yeah. Uh, no, it was that. I'm pretty sure. It made your cannon minions stronger. Fortify, right? I don't know. Fortify made a turret attack faster and do more damage for a few seconds. It might have also empowered minions around it. There was one specifically that... I'm not sure. It might have been a uh, dominion it. rune. Okay, you keep looking. Meantime, let's uh, we'll tackle Frozen Heart here. Frozen Heart is getting a nerf, kind of. Um, it's basically a nerf, though. Uh, build path unchanged, but the gold cost is up by 200, so that's just in the combined cost. It's no longer 600, it's now 800 to combine. The armor is up by 10 in compensation, but the rock solid health damage reduction is down by 2 flat, so that's you take a, so you take a flat amount less of damage with a max health ratio shield on every instance of physical damage that comes through. Um, it's been too strong of an item. It needed a nerf cool yeah i don't think there's too much to say on this i think it's uh pretty straightforward yeah Agree, john yeah cool uh all right mortal reminder still is not that great yeah but um total cost is up by 100 so it's more expensive but it does get 10 ad in compensation and but it loses five percent attack speed it's a bad item generally um grievous wounds suck overall it needs to exist, but it's not good in its current form. It needs more stats. Yeah, I just feel like if I'm an AD carry, like I'm building Phantom Dancer as opposed to this 10 times out of 10. Like in my, at least in my opinion. The only reason I could think that someone would build this is like you see Yasuo's building this because it's cheap compared to IE. Like it's, even with the gold increase, it's still like 1200 cheaper. So then you could get to the 100% crit off of it because it has crit in it but like garen's build this second item all the time like i get it because it gives you a lot of stats you want but it's just not for uh, people other than like the weird edge cases there it's a bad item that just doesn't get built as it shouldn't so uh last item steric's gauge so it's getting buffed again this item is so good for the people that can use it well it's getting even better so uh the bonus AD is now 
Instead, it went up by 5%, so it's 50% of your base AD you now get in bonus AD. And the lifeline shield, the duration went up from 3.75 to 4.5 seconds, and the shield is now, instead of 75% bonus health, it's 80% bonus health. This item needs to be built again. It's just so good. This is going to be like, in my, like my immediate thoughts are like, this is going to be so good again on uh, Olaf. Like, I mean, I just don't see how it isn't. Lethal Tempo, Zin Zhao, Gore Drinker, Sterix Gage is what I'm thinking right now. Don, you play Graves, don't you? Yeah. Have you played, like, the uh, the Gore Drinker Graves? Yeah, I usually... Yeah, but I like to do Gore Drinker into Black Cleaver, typically. Would you go this now? Mm. If you were going that build? I guess my... Uh, maybe. Would you, yeah, because I, I get... You wouldn't, wouldn't you do this after Black Cleaver, probably? Yes, because then... You're yeah, not I'm replacing getting... the Black Cleaver just in general. Like, do you think... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because, like, I mean, if I, if you do Black Cleaver and then Sterix, you would get, uh, like, benefit out of the bonus health for the shield, too. I mean, this would be, like, really good, I guess, against, like, a... AD heavy team where you're like scared about getting like instantly bursted in the fight because then you have Sterax and Gore Drinker to just like you get the shield and then you also have your Gore Drinker proc and then you also I mean if you're going in with like full grid stacks you're going to be super hard to kill but yeah I mean even like sometimes occasionally like I would go like Death Stance with that build I would go Maul stuff like that I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I guess the question is, is like, is Graves' base AD good enough, I guess, to like make this super worth getting as far as like the passive? But I mean, even the shield by itself is super good. Graves has a 68 base AD, which at level 18 is 136. Okay. If I look at level 18 comparisons, uh, his is tied with Scion. It's high. It's one of the highest in the game. Okay. Then, yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. The only, I guess, caveat would be, like, I wouldn't want to build this if if they have, like, eight peeper so you would just build like maw instead but but yeah i mean i don't see why not you would be it'd probably be super annoying to play against well so even okay i get that for graves you probably want to swap between maw and this but on high health or high base ad and higher health champions like this just seems like it's always something that you should buy like imagine now with this if this stays in its current form and they're changing tank other some other tank items next season in pro play Nar is going to be the king. Yeah. Because he has the highest base AD in the game and the highest base growth. Like at level 18, his base AD is 158.5. I'm looking at the list right now on the wiki. That's fucking absurd. And you go Triforce into Sterix second. It's just stupid high amounts of damage and stuff. I mean, Olaf gets played. Like you're saying, Olaf is good there. Aatrox should be building this. Yeah. Garen, like, Skarner has a high base AD, which surprises me, but, like, you could build this on, 
like AD Chogath as well. Renekton's going to be up there a bunch more. Or like Bruiser AD Scion. Like there's just... There's a lot of champions that absolutely can build this and use it well. Yeah, I didn't realize Skarner's base AD is that high. It's probably because his ultimate does 20 damage rank 1. Are it's you serious? So bad. Yeah, that is <laughs> I'm serious. It's, so do you want... Okay, <laughs> pretty it does 20 damage. It has some ratios, but like... The Yumi auto attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does 20 so damage bad. rank 2. It does 60 damage. Rank 3, it does 120 damage. That's wild. Oh. Level 16 Skarner, if you don't have any AD or AP really, does 120 damage. <laughs> it's so bad. I know so bad the ultimate ability, it's, I know the ability is very strong in what it does, but it does 120 damage at, at level 16. Yeah, what? like it might as well just not do damage. <laughs> it's... it's at level one, it doesn't do damage. Like, 20 <laughs> damage pre-mitigation. You're taking, like, 10. You're taking, like, 5 damage from that shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like that they're changing Cyrix, because I didn't... The one thing I didn't like was that it just seems like the fighter slash, like, uh, like bruiser. I It's like there's always just the one second go-to item that they build. Like, for example... A while back when Sterex was, like, insane. Just everybody went Sterex second. And then nobody yeah. went Death Dance. And now it stops. And now everybody just goes Death Dance for, like, the super bruiser like that. Um, like, it's just the good bruiser fighter item right now. And then, like, Sterex is, like, terrible. So I like that there's at least some more, like, uh, like choices as far as, like... So Sterex... Sterix isn't even terrible. So, okay, when they reworked it initially, it was much worse. But it's been good for a while. People just don't build I, it much. I guess I don't mean, like, terrible. It's just not as attractive option as Death Dance, I guess. Yeah. I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, what about... So, Udir, I'm looking, has a high base AD. At level 18, he has 130, which is pretty high. Um, what about Sunfire, Sterix, Udir? Yeah, or like you could go, you could go Sunderer as well. But like, I don't know if you want to do Sunderer on Udir or something. But you know, Triforce, Sterix, Udir, and then tank items. That sounds nasty. You should or try. Or those eight, those those off AD Malphite builds as well with uh, PTA and um, something else, like an AD item and then Sterix as well. Imagine Malphite with a Sterix shield. <laughs> yeah, Mountain Soul with Sterix and your Gish Malphite. Yeah. <laughs> with the Yumi. Yeah, with the Yumi. Okay. Everything's well, we better know. with a Yumi, right? Yeah, true. Everything. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Life's just better with Yumi. Yep. God, I hate that too. <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here, guys. So Lethal Tempo is uh, getting a. Um, it's getting a change, so it was fit the bonus auto attack range. Once you had it stacked up all the way, it was 50 for melee champions, 75 for range. Now it's 50 for everyone, so range champions are not going to get additional range. This seems like a pretty heavy nerf, although it's only 25 range. It's not that big of a deal, but it should be larger for range than melee champ or melee champs, right? Like, what do you think on this? It just feels 
feels bad to me. I mean, I guess, like, I get what you're saying because, it, like, it, it has at this point been around for a while. But I guess, like, my thought is, like, I don't know. When a, the new Lethal Tempo came out, like, and I was, like, and I figured out it gave you range. I, I mean, I just think that's, that is, like, such a strong stat. So, like, I mean, for example, like. Effectively more movement speed. You know. Yeah, like I mean, just I don't know. I think this needed. I'm surprised this didn't happen way sooner because, like, I mean, Jinx, Vane, like, even just having. I don't really think that. I mean, obviously, it's a nerf for those champs slightly, but it, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I tend to think that it's going to be still really strong. Like, getting any amount of range as a AD carry or a champion that builds attack speed, I think, is just crazy yeah yeah i get i get it lethal tempo's had some nerf since it came out yeah when it came out it was absolutely busted yeah no it, it was, was so goddamn strong yeah because that was like i remember I, that was when i was playing a ton of jinx so like jinx was pretty good at that time and then lethal tempo was insane and like her rocket form i mean you could just hit people from like a screen away when you had your uh fully procced lethal tempo yeah, the main abuser that I think of, actually, I don't think range, I think Jax. Yeah, that's true. I think of this. Yeah, then there's, like, all those uh, melee auto-attacking champions that abuse it. Yeah. Diana can use it decently yeah. well if you want to do that as well. Yon. Yeah, so... Nocturne. Yasuo. All right, and then there's uh, some additional behavioral system stuff, which seems like it's kind of... It's not that great, but they'll improve it. Um, no important bug fixes. Some upcoming uh, bewitching skins. So check those out if you like bewitching skins. But other than that, um, this has been patch 12.20, and we'll uh, leave it here. So, yeah, pl please join us on Tuesday evenings for community night at 7.15 Eastern time. Um I was going to say Eastern Standard Time, but in, what, a couple weeks, we changed to Eastern Daylight Time. We all get an extra hour of sleep, uh, except for those people living in Hawaii and Arizona. So, rip to you guys. But, um, yeah, and then check out our Patreon. We have some pretty cool additions there. If you want to send us feedback, email us at questions at com or leave us feedback in the feedback thread of the Discord, which can also be found on our website or... Um, other places as well so thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys next time peace thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the trinity force network community if you have a moment please head over to itunes to give your favorite show a comment and a rating if you're so inclined you can check out all of the other great shows in the network We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provide.